Hello, this is Marissa Schaefer, and I'm here with Dance Well Podcast, and today I am interviewing Jenny Green at PhysioArts, where I've had the pleasure of spending my last clinical rotation as a physical therapy student, and it's been really wonderful, so thank you, Jenny, for having me. Um, so Jenny Green is the founder of PhysioArts, a clinic that provides physical therapy services to performers in New York City. Jenny and her PhysioArts team have collectively served over 100 productions, including shows on Broadway, Radio City Music Hall, Lincoln Center Theater, Universal Studios, Paramount Pictures, and Broadway and Pop Tours. Jenny has also taught integrative manual therapy solutions and at the Institute of Physical Art and has presented at many dance medicine conferences. So today, Jenny is going to talk about warming up and cooling down, which she has presented multiple workshops on all over Broadway and ballet studios and um, many, many dance venues. So thank you so much for joining me today, Jenny. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Happy to be here. Good. Welcome to Dance Well. Um, so let's just start talking about why performers should warm up. Well, you want to prepare your body for what you're about to do. So um, I think most dancers know that warming up is important. Um, I think that where the confusion lies is how to do it um, and how to do it effectively. But the real reason that you're doing it is just to get your body ready to move. Mm -hmm. So you want to get your body um, uh, in that um, prepared state, just like a singer might do some vocal warm-ups, an actor might do some um, articulation warm-ups, a dancer needs to do movement warm-ups. Mm -hmm. So the, dan the workshops that you teach are mostly dance-specific and movement-specific warm-ups. Uh, correct, yes. Right. Okay, cool. Um, so what are the uh, kind of components of the warm-up that you teach? Well, the, the biggest thing with the warm-up is that you need to warm your body. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so the, 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 the name is very self-explanatory. <laughs> yes. But um, so you need to do that in a way that is, um, is fluid mm -hmm. and isn't fatiguing. Mm -hmm. So you want to make sure that uh, you're do using movement to get your body temperature up. It needs mm -hmm. to be active. It can't be a passive sit and straddle and talk about last night's TV. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, it, it needs to be um, active and uh, and like I said, not too much. So mm -hmm. you want to move each body part that you need readily available for you mm -hmm. and, um, and, and get that going. Just to clarify, the fluidity part, is that the activity, like not the static stretching, but rather keeping your body moving throughout the warm-up? Yes. Okay, great. So in terms of not fatiguing, um, how can you tell when something is just right and perhaps not too much? That's a good question. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I usually tell people to do five to eight repetitions of a movement in any given body part. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, it's not the time to do 100 push ups or 100 sit ups or your big, you know, any of those big workouts. It's not a time to do squats for endurance. Um, it's, you just need to do a little bit of movement and, you, and you'll notice. You know, if you circle your ankle mm -hmm. five to eight times in each direction, you're going to feel a little warmth mm -hmm. around your ankle and mm -hmm. in your shin. So, um, so that's really all you need to do is 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 to move the body part enough that you feel some warmth without feeling a muscle burn. Mm, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so, with that in mind, how long do you kind of advocate that a warm up be? Like, so how many minutes? How I, it, that's really um, individual. Mm -hmm. Some people like to have a really thorough, long warm-up, and um, they feel better prepared that way. Mm -hmm. Some people 
warming up is something that they don't really like to do. Mm -hmm. um, so I think as long as you move each body part, um, you're going to be warmed up. And that can be done in as short a period of time as 10 to 15 minutes, mm -hmm. or it can be spread out over 20 to 25 minutes, I think, if, if that's what you like. Mm -hmm. And I've been hearing a lot of people to, at least here while I'm at PhysioArts, talk about uh, not just their uh, their dance and their movement component, but also needing to get into character and needing to have the voice warm up, as you kind of alluded to before. Right. Get their wigs on. Get their get wigs their mics on. on. Exactly. Yeah. Um, get familiar with their props, etc. So, yeah. So you mentioned that warming up is individual to each person. Do you believe that there could be like a, a one-size-fits-all warm-up? Yes and no. Mm -hmm. I think that everyone could could... Um, I have a basic warm-up that I teach mm -hmm. that anyone could do, and I think it would prepare you well mm -hmm. for what you're about to do. But I think that there's a little bit of an art to it. Mm -hmm. So um, some people really connect and feel ready to go if they do a ballet bar. Yeah. Some people prefer doing a Pilates mat. Some people, you know, some sun salutations, and some people more calisthenics. Right. So all of those things can work. So there's not... There's not a required one-size-fits-all. There certainly could be if mm -hmm. somebody needed to be given a warm-up. There's basic things that they could do that would be helpful. But any of those things that are active and um, not fatiguing can really get you ready to do the show. So if you, it's really a preference mm -hmm. on what you like. Great. And for dancers, for people who are doing more dancing numbers, um, What's a good example of a show that's pretty dancey? Carousel, for example, right now. Um, would you advocate that they definitely do something dance specific? Or again, is that something that's an individual preference? I, I think it's if there's technical dancing and mm -hmm. especially if there's, um, yeah, if it's, you know, we, we worked with American in Paris last year and mm -hmm. um, that's very technical and they, they need, you need to do something that prepares you for the movement you're about to do. Mm -hmm. So if your show has a lot of that technical or petit allegro, then you need to get your feet ready to go, and that's probably best done through some dance-specific moves. Mm -hmm. If it's a very staccato show where it's quick and fast and changes the direction, then it might be able to be a little more calisthenic when you're doing it. Mm -hmm. So um, it really depends on what motion you're gonna do, and that's the motion that you want to include in your warm-up so that, so that it's not a shock to your system when you go to do it. That makes sense. Um, so how can a dancer kind of figure out what is most important to include in their own individual warm-up? I always tell people when I'm talking to them about um, preparing the warm-up for the show that they're in mm -hmm. at the current moment, when they're in rehearsals early on and they're running the numbers multiple times over, mm -hmm. their body is going to speak to them mm -hmm. <laughs> as to what that particular number is. Um, how it's registering in their body. Yeah. So the, the body parts that they feel the most in rehearsal are the ones that they really want to make sure that they pay attention to. Mm -hmm. and, um, and then the rest of their body, they can, they can do kind of more generalized, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. No, that absolutely, yeah. that absolutely makes sense. Um, something that I just thought of, um, can you talk about what a warm-up is not? Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, a warm-up is not your strengthening mm -hmm. so it's not the time to do your big strength I wouldn't recommend going to the gym and doing your your um, regular circuit weight mm -hmm. type things mm -hmm. 
it's not the time to do like an hour and a half yoga class right before that would be too fatiguing i think mm -hmm. i know in in companies in the company world ballet class a full ballet class is is used early on in the day but that is not usually super close to performance right. so that gets your body ready for the day and then before performance you would do kind of a, a shorter warm up to just get yourself ready. Mm -hmm. So you wouldn't want to do something so long and fatiguing that you don't have anything left for the show. Yeah. Um, the, let's see what else, a shower. Yeah. <laughs> hot shower, <laughs> a, a sitting on a hot pack. Yeah. Um, those kind of things are not, you know, external heat is not going to be enough. You need to right. warm yourself up from the inside. Opening number mm -hmm. is not the place mm -hmm. to warm up. And that's actually very common on Broadway, especially mm -hmm. if the opening number isn't, I mean, obviously if there's, a really intense opening number like Cats, for example, they had to warm up beforehand. They couldn't go into that or else they'd be shot out of the cannon. Right. But there's some opening numbers that are a little calmer and people use that kind of to warm up their bodies. I don't suggest that as a sole warm up. Yeah. Certainly you can kind of ease into the show, which is nice, mm -hmm. but you still want to be ready to go before the curtain comes up. That's funny because when I've heard that being here now for a couple weeks, um, the opening number is not your warm-up but I just thought that meant that they were doing the opening number before the curtain went up I didn't realize that oh, was no. once they're on stage no but that does bring up a point mm -hmm. um, and something that I had said I just want to clarify yeah you want to get your body ready for what it's doing right but you don't necessarily there are there's um there's some schools of thought I don't know um, where this originated but that you should do all of your most difficult things before the show, kind of do a dry run so that um, you're ready to go, and it's not um, you a know surprise. you know you know it's in you know it's in there right. you know you have it right. Um, and I have mixed feelings about that because mm -hmm. the the really hard things you're already doing eight times a week, right. so to add it's eight more stress. times to it is really stressful on your body, especially mm -hmm. if they're tricks or they're um, you know highly impactful or um, partnering that's ex extremely tricky. I, I know there's there needs to be partnering calls for safety and making sure you have your hand holds. Definitely. But to do the most difficult things right before the show, I, I don't think is always the most um, effective Beneficial way to look yeah. yeah. And I, I wonder too if you can take some of those most difficult things and look at the components that you need and yes. whether that's connection to your partner or a yes. little bit of stability or extra flexibility and right. warm up those parts as well. Yes, that's exactly what I would recommend. Excellent. Um, so one more question about warming up before we kind of move to cool down. Um, you alluded to this before, but how long before a show um, would you advocate for warming up? I think that you should, you should be doing some sort of warm up within 30 minutes before showtime mm -hmm. so you know after half hour at some point um, you know like I said if you took a yoga class earlier in the day or a ballet class earlier in the day mm -hmm. or you did a gym workout you know a few hours before then your body has a little inherent um, warmth, warmth to it so that your warm-up might be able to be shorter but mm -hmm. I would still move your body within that 30 minute window before the, the show starts and if you're not in until later then you can move that up a little bit right you know. right to curtain or something correct um and then after you warm up i imagine you wouldn't want to go backstage and sit down for a couple of minutes before or 
What do you think? Well, I mean, sometimes you just have to because right. your your makeup or your wig call or something like that is Fair when point. it is. Mm -hmm. um, so you know, there's little things you can just prance in the wings or mm -hmm. things like that just to kind of keep your get your blood temperature, temperature back up. up. Yeah. yeah. Great body temperature, not blood temperature. Blood temperature. Did I say blood temperature? I said it. Oh, body temperature. <laughs> um, and then the other thing that we didn't talk about yeah. for warm up that is, um, I think, the most misunderstood mm -hmm. thing in the dance world mm -hmm. is stretching. Ah, yes. And um, and this is what I am really trying to work to educate because I feel like dancers are the most behind in the athletic world yeah. in this concept, but. But active stretching is really where it's at before the show. And what I mean by that is you need to, uh, you know, a, a, an example of an active stretch of the hamstring, for example, would be a batma. Mm -hmm. Maybe not a whack, mm -hmm. but, you know, a controlled Dig one. Shape. Where yeah. you're lengthening the hamstrings, but you're doing it in an active way. Mm -hmm. um, so you want to, you have to be warm before you do that. Obviously, you're not going to start with a batma, but mm -hmm. um, you want to move into the stretched position actively in and out in a safe way, mm -hmm. um, something with control. So you see baseball players walk across the fields doing toe touches and lunges. They're stretching mm -hmm. when they're doing that. It's not, it's not just, uh, you know, it's not, it's not just strengthening those lunges. They're also stretching the fronts of their hips. Mm -hmm. So that's really important for dancers to realize that they, before the show, I think dancers still love, they love to stretch. Right. We all love to stretch, right? right. That's, that's part of um, what we do. But if you do passive stretching where you're sitting into it, mm -hmm. you are lengthening your muscles in a way that then they can't contract, they can't contract and, and activate, you. especially for fast. If you're getting ready to do fast choreography, your muscles are going to be confused because mm -hmm. they're over-lengthened. Mm -hmm. And so you want to make sure that the stretching that you do is active. And I tell people, if you just have to, you, can't, you feel like you can't go out on stage if you haven't stretched, then do a little cardio, stretch passively, mm -hmm. then do your warm up mm -hmm. um, and, and throw active stretches into it. But my ideal is that you don't stretch passively at all until a different time. Right, yeah. and I think um, that's something that I point out too sometimes to dancers is it's like, when you're sitting in the splits, are you getting warm? And they're like, oh, no. You know, and that's like right. part of what you brought up originally is, you know, a warm up is something that is supposed to bring up your body temperature and then not supposed to fatigue you. And so to fit within those parameters, right. static stretching doesn't really go there either. Right. For, and some people feel like, well, I won't be able to, um, you know, do the high kick if mm -hmm. I don't sit in the splits or do the splits if that's in the choreography. Right. But like you had said earlier, if you break down that motion, mm -hmm. well, what do you need to be able to kick? Um, quickly and in full range. Well, you need your knee to be able to come up. You need right. your hip to be able to flex, mm -hmm. so to fold, right? So you might do a few um, bounces where you're bringing your knee up towards your chest, mm -hmm. and, that, and that'll warm up your hip. And then from there, you might do some um, just loose swings, front and back with your leg. I'm doing this. Like yes, can, the, <laughs> I wish you could all see. The, the, <laughs> could see, the listeners could see me. Um, and, then, and then from there, after you've done the, the knee bends and then the leg swings, then you could start to do maybe either toe touches or um, or some kicks. Yeah, um, so you're building up to that. Yes, Again, exactly. warming up to that motion. Correct. Great. Um, okay, let's switch gears to cooling down a little okay. bit. So obviously warming up is super important, but I think sometimes cool down doesn't get emphasized as much as it needs to. Um, so why is it important, do you think, that we cool down? 
Well, there's a lot of adrenaline mm-hmm. in a performance Certainly. Um, and, and a lot of action. So the muscles get kind of pumped up. And um, when, if you go to bed with your muscles pumped up like that, mm-hmm. then they are a little bit tighter than they were. And then they, they kind of cool in that position. And when you wake up, you're not back to your baseline. You're, you're up a little bit. And then if you keep doing that over and over and over, then something's going to have to give at some point. Mm-hmm. So the cool down, the, the need for the cool down is to bring you back to your baseline and kind of um, ease your muscles back to, to that um, neutral point. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. So, so what kind of things would you then include in a cool down? Well, this is where they can stretch. This yeah. is, you get to stretch here. So this is a great time to do passive stretching. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also a good time to, if you use the foam roller uh, or any self-massage tool mm-hmm. you can do some self-massage to kind of steamroll those muscles out mm-hmm. there people ask me a lot if you can roll for warming up yeah I, I don't really have a problem with it it doesn't necessarily warm you up but mm-hmm. if it feels good and it helps you feel more ready you can include that mm-hmm. but you don't want to if you're only going to do it once do it in the cool down right right great cool um and then Another thing I've heard a lot backstage, oh, sometimes I wait to cool down until I get home. Mm -hmm. Would you say that's an okay thing to do? Would you advocate for it to be at the theater or right after performance if possible? Well, I understand there's difficulties. You know, some shows, if you're on tour, Mm -hmm. the van's leaving, you have to to get out of the theater, Um, the theater's closed, Uh, you have a train to catch. So there's, there's logistical reasons that I understand that you don't always have all the time in the world after um, performance. So those same things that we talked about during the rehearsal process mm-hmm. of the show, the, th- the body parts that are talking to you, this right. choreography is affecting my hips, then I want to make sure that I'm stretching my hips at the theater and then I can cool down the rest of my body when I get home. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if it's a long commute home, then you might need to just jog in place for three minutes to get a little heat before you stretch, but, right. um, but doing it at home is better than not doing it at all. Right. So, right. you know, if it's if you're commuting, we're in New York, so a lot of people are on a train or on a subway, there's some stretches that can be done right in your seat. Totally. So, um, so you can build some of it into your commute and then um, finish it up at home. At home, yeah. And so it sounds like the key thing is to do it then before you go to bed or have a prolonged period of rest. Right, yeah. right. You don't want to, like, I, I wouldn't, if, if you're not going straight home, mm-hmm. I would do it at the theater. Right. You know, if you're going out afterwards, then you don't want to wait that long. Absolutely. It, you, ideally, you'd like it to be within an hour of coming down and, and sooner if possible. Nice. Good guideline. Um, so I think one of the last questions I wanted to ask is how much time do you think someone should dedicate to cooling down? Or is this another kind of, it, it depends on the individual? Yeah, it's individualized. I mean, for stretching, I usually recommend... Uh, 30 seconds to a minute for Mm -hmm. each stretch that you're doing Mm -hmm. so you could kind of go through a lot of body parts and stretch them and be done pretty quickly right Um, you know some people you know for rolling I like to take a slow pass Mm -hmm. up and down maybe the the, up and down the muscle maybe two times maybe three so it doesn't have to be a long um, drawn out it doesn't have to be a three minute stretch or things like that but it right. could be if that's something that you like and you, you're trying to build flexibility awesome good um yeah and actually you just brought up another good point which is like in the warm-up i feel like we're accessing the flexibility and the mobility that we already have but the cool down is a good place to to make gains if necessary 
Yes and no. I mean, I think to to make gains there, you you can't just do it once. Right, it has of course. To be, it has to be throughout the day, and mm-hmm. and you may need to do other things like, um, you know, if the soft tissue needs to be freed up. Right. There's things like that. So. Right. Gaining flexibility is kind of multi-level, but but certainly you can be working towards that and cool down. And the cool down, yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. Anything else you'd like to add? Um, I would say the uh, questions that I get a lot are uh, about taking a bath or icing or mm-hmm. things like that, and and I would say that icing is very ice baths can be really helpful for cool down as well. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you're cooling down. Definitely, <laughs> yourself in an ice bath, but. Um, but it's really good when you're in rehearsal period or you you feel, if your muscles feel kind of, and joints feel overworked mm-hmm. um, or, or really worked, then that can be very helpful in decreasing the soreness and improving things. Definitely icing joints that are sore is helpful as part of your cool down. And, but a warm Epsom salt bath can be very helpful if it's just more of a muscular soreness mm-hmm. um, to help. Uh, even though it's not cooling because it's a bath, it can still help um, the, the muscles recover, especially if you throw Epsom salts in there. Excellent. And Epsom salt, is that like a kind of once a day type of bath you could take? Can, is, can you overdose on the Epsom salt bath? Someone asked me this recently. Um, I can't imagine anybody <laughs> wanting to. Over, I, no, I mean, I think yes, once a day, I think is just fine. I agree. You know? And, um, and it's, you know, the magnesium is good for you yeah, for many absolutely. reasons, but absolutely. it can really help your muscles. Great. Awesome. Well, for those of you who'd like to get in touch or for those who are listening and would like to book a workshop with Jenny, um, you can visit her at physioarts.com or I should say you should you can visit the clinic um, virtually at physioarts.com. There's actually a page, right, dedicated to booking workshops? Uh, y- yes. It's, it's part of a page. Yes, it's you part can, of a page. And, and you can connect right there. There's a button that um, allows you to contact us about workshops. Excellent. Um, and I suggest going to the workshop because, I mean, not the workshop, the um, website because it's new and it's beautiful. Thank you. Um, and you can learn all about PhysioArts. Um, and you can also uh, reach out at, uh, by emailing them at info at physioarts.com, which is on the website as well. Um, but thank you so much for joining me and sharing your knowledge. I appreciate Glad it. Glad to be here. Yeah. Thank you. Yep. Bye. Bye. On behalf of Ellie and myself, I, Marissa Schaefer, want to say thank you to all of our listeners for joining us on this episode of Dancewell Podcast. Like what you hear? Go to iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud and search Dancewell Podcast and subscribe. You can also view all of our episodes and learn more about this podcast by visiting our website at www.dancewellpodcast.com. We wouldn't be where we are without generous contributions from you, our listeners. Your contributions help us pay for SoundCloud memberships, website fees and upgrades, and our recording technology. If you too would like to make a contribution to DanceWell, please follow the link in the description of this podcast to visit our GoFundMe page. We thank you in advance for your support. And lastly, if you have questions or want to get in touch, email us at dancewellpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you.